what is the major problem with fantasy and sci-fi adaptations? Yeah. And the main problem with it is not enough of them are musicals. Wait a second. Dune would be a perfect musical. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to the Tudor Round Podcast. My name is Richard. My name is Austin. No, that was that was real bad. Not that I I'll could do be better. honest, that is better than how I normally hear you sing. <laughs> Go grease lightning and pan and da 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 da. Singing As you in the rain. Tell, today is about musicals. Baby, it's cold. Okay, I'll just shut up. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I, I love hearing people sing other than me. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> now, I got to say, for this idea, I, I was thinking to myself, what is the major problem with fantasy and sci fi adaptations? Yeah. And the main problem with it is not enough of them are musicals. They all More, fail. They all fail. <laughs> Rings of Power, if they just broke out in song. If they broke out in song, it would be better. They started going like, the oh, what's that shark song? It's like the sharks and the jets. When you're a jet, you're a jet. All the oh, way from your Greece. first cigarette to your last dying day. Yeah. <laughs> the West Side Story something like oh, that. Oh, West Side yeah. Story, yeah. Oh, There's too I love musicals. Musicals Sing great. Sing. Drive it like you stop. I'm going to have to shut up at some point. I sw- <laughs> Oh, I love it. You're going to have some clips for uh, us? Yes, I got some clips. So, okay, off the bat, is it a funny idea? Yes. But I think there's a nugget of truth to it that I want to more explain out in detail. Yeah. So, first off is what makes musicals actually unique? What's the unique thing about them? What do they bring to the table as a medium? And it mainly brings three things. The most important is that you can express dialogue, internal dialogue, without a stupid voiceover. Because what <laughs> most movies do, if they, ha- they have to express internal thoughts and they're not allowed to come through regular dialogue, it's Morgan Freeman in the background. And normally, you can't pay- they don't have enough money for Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. so they get some nobody to narrate over the top. And that's the lamest way to actually get across someone's internal dialogue. I think it was Stephen King. I'm, I'm not going to put this in Stephen King's mouth because it probably wasn't. But I, it was some big author mm-hmm. said the toughest thing about adaptations are when you're reading a book, you have all those internal dialogue lines. Exactly. That they're saying to themselves, you cannot replicate that on screen. Yeah. And then musicals. Yeah. You get to do that. It's the, it's perfect-, the perfect adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> so... To, to kind of show an example of, uh, it's a really classic example of how they do internal dialogue that didn't actually take place, but you get what they were thinking, is from Baby It's Cold Outside. So I'm going to show you this okay. quick clip here. And this is essentially showing why musicals are, you're saying they're perfect for adaptations for books. Exactly. And this was one of your midnight 1 a.m. things. He said, Austin, I got a video idea. I got an idea. I'm here for it. So this is Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah. All right. You know... For an evening that started out so badly, it has definite possibilities. No, no, no. Before you drink, you must always say salute. They just dressed better back then. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, oh, I love. Are the you saying that because you've got a button up and I'm here in sweats all the time? Yeah, that's part of it. I, I yes. saw the sign. But look, it's just so, you're, you're having dialogue. This, yes. this scene, they start on the couch. They're on the couch. Okay. Yes. 
little back and forth, little. Maybe it's cold outside. And now we go into the song. Maybe it's cold outside. Now, the important part about this is this is not actually happening. Yep. This is what each of them are thinking that's their internal dialogue. They're paused on the couch right now from that conversation. Exactly. There's there's, there's still the continued small talk, the the little, uh, she's hesitant, she's nervous about uh, what people will think. She wants to stay, but she's nervous about what society will think of her. And he's trying to convince her. And the excuse is, baby, it's cold outside. Yep. But then by the end of the song, the reason why you know that this song goes... This is imagine it's in a all book, in, right? You're set, so in a and book, and they're back. They go the right back to the couch, and so right. that's how you know in a musical that that song didn't actually happen. That yeah. didn't actually happen in reality. That was all in their head, like in a book where the internal italics dialogue didn't. They didn't say it out loud. Yes, they now, didn't say that to the other person. Is this a hard rule? No, musicals can kind of play around with it, but it yeah. used to be one of the examples of what they can do, okay. and. An example of something that probably could use it is Dune. Dune is all in your head. Ah. Watching the movie, you have to understand all this internal dialogue just from like facial cues. Because most of the book, you're inside every character's head and they're all having an internal dialogue now, and conversation. This is a video you more so plan, and it's my job to keep you off track. Yes. As as it is with you when I plan a video. <laughs> I need to focus in on Dune for just one second and say, Timothy Chalamet, mm -hmm. I have beef. You have beef. I have beef. Does he have beef with you? He doesn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> but because you're saying the facial expressions aren't mm -hmm. that supposed to reveal the inner dialogue. Yeah. Something about Timothy's look in Dune, just the gazing off into the corner, mm -hmm. attacked a part of my childhood. It did? Yeah. How? How does that attack your childhood? Just because I thought growing up, people like him, I just, ooh, there's something wrong with that guy. Just like he, he never had trouble in life. <laughs> just when he would look out in the distance, I went, yeah, he went to an artsy school. And, you know, this is all probably wrong. He's probably a great guy. But I don't like it. You know what? It's kind of the same thing with me and, uh, oh, who's the, the invisible guy? Invisible guy. Oh, John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> I just don't like John Cena. Probably a nice guy, but I reserve the personal dislike of another individual mm. and there's no real reason yeah. i just don't i just don't like him it's like you know timothy could come from an uh a, you know a fragile ego i have like he's good looking he's an yes, actor all yes. that stuff but at the same time like zach Efron's great ryan gosling's great it's something about timothy Chalamet in particular yeah that gets me going but now, that's a side tangent we'll to get, get back on topic on topic yeah. something else that musicals can really offer that movies have a hard time to doing is the dynamic energy Oh. Energy tends to be where in a movie you have to lay it tense. It, it takes a lot of groundwork to get to go from a low energy moment to a high energy moment. Yeah. Musicals got the easy way out. You just start a song and it's so much more exciting and it's more fun. You could take a lame moment and make it really fun. That shouldn't be that fun. Anyway, so. Something like with Sing Street. Oh, yes. What a movie. Yeah, this is kind of like 50s dancing. Where this lame moment of a rehearsal where yep. they kind of all suck. It's like just dumb high school song. Yep. Can we try some now, actually? Just, They're yeah. snapping. In many ways, looking pathetic. I was like, ah. Yeah, maybe do a few twirls. Oh, it's so sad. Just do what's natural. Make it Your natural classic 80s. This was made in 2016, but 80s yeah. is trope. 
but then you get to mm -hmm. see a little mm -hmm. bit more into what is he thinking about when he's playing all the whole movie's going by and what's in his head focusing on the door and in a movie or in a book I mean you get to see what they're tell you what you're thinking yeah. movie hard to do but this isn't happening but it's in his head it's great God, I love musicals. Just stand the way that I turn myself around. <laughs> so good. So it's the energy immediately goes from kind of awkward teenage, they're snapping, going around, and bam, well, full song. You get to see how he sees it, what's yeah. in his mind. So this whole scene is not real, but it's in his mind and how he sees it. Right. And what he wants to see, really. God. Hard to do that without that kind of musical trope. Oof. Angel God, this is your life. So you. cool. This is just going to be an episode of us. <laughs> it is. It's a fool around episode. The the last thing that older musicals tend to do. So break down the first one is that it can show internal dialogue. Show internal dialogue. Second is change the energy. Yep. And then lastly is it shows character growth through typically a reprise. So one of okay. the tropes with... Uh, I would say actually most musicals is you kind of have a beginning song, more of their anthem, the the chorus tune, if you'd say. Yeah. And by the it means one thing at the beginning of the of the musical, and by the end there's a reprise, which typically it's the same tune with slightly different lyrics, and now the characters see it through a different lens. Oh my goodness! And so it just feels cathartic by the end of the music is basically like beating you over the head of. This is what character learned. Yes. This is the character growth. Makes it pretty simple to understand and what they're thinking. Before you play the clip, I have a great yeah. example okay. of this. And I wish I would have told you before this to have it have the clip ready. <laughs> but the movie Coco. Have mm -hmm. you seen Coco? I have not. Oh my God, Rich. You gotta see Coco. I won't spoil Coco. I have been spoiled. But I, I won't it. spoil the audience of Coco. Okay, okay. The only thing I'll say is the general idea of it's it's a Pixar film, so it has music in it, of course. There's a song that's played that the same lyrics mm -hmm. with a different tempo and everything, and it's it's very much this very braggadocious song. Mm -hmm. And you look at it in one sort of light, but by the end of the film, the the song for what it was supposed to be played, and I won't say how it gets there or anything, yeah. it's played completely differently, and the message of the entire song is different. Oh, yeah. Same words, same everything. You slow the words down, you slow the tempo, and it makes you cry. Oh, it's yeah. so, so well done. Okay, then you had an example for this of yeah. where it changes throughout the story. So in Oklahoma, you, so this is a musical, basically two people falling in love. Okay. This one, of course, they start talking. This is what actually happens, and it goes into the song of what's not actually happening, what they're thinking. Why do they think of stories that link my name with yours? Why do the neighbors gossip all day behind their doors? I know a way to prove what they say is quite untrue. Here is the gist, a practical list of don'ts for you. Don't throw. I haven't seen this one. It's a good. It's a good musical. Also, man, what a great looking guy! Like uh, the woman's beautiful as well. But I'm just saying, like, my God, that guy is handsome. He is. That, that, that was my first thought. Like, 
looking at the two of them. Way better than Timothy Shelby. <laughs> oh, Timothy can go. I want to flick him. Not not this guy. <laughs> Timothy. I'm, I'm just but we did mi- we did miss a uh, crucial part there. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. I had to rewind there for yeah, a second okay. here. So the heart heart of the uh, tune is basically, what are people going? We spend all this time together. People will say that we're in love, and right. they're kind of denying it themselves. It's that little playful game. Okay. And that's yeah. the song. Pe- the name of the song is People Will Say We're In Love. Mm. Then, by the end, when he actually asks her to marry him. Okay, so before we play here, this is, this is the end of Oklahoma. Yeah. I want him to know that Miss Lori Williams is my girl. Really? <laughs> and she went and got me to ask her to marry me. He'll hear you all the way to Katoosie. <laughs> Let him. Let people say we're in love. So again... The ex- same song, but the new little change, let people say we're in love. Got it. Acceptance and, you know, don't care about what other people will think of us. Right. Okay. And then question for you, Rich. Mm-hmm. End of Oklahoma here, the message is that we're saying what we said earlier in the film. We were saying dialogue, you know, we were, we were singing the song, and now we're looking at it in a new light. We're kind of accepting. Well, it's the easy way to show character growth and the actual message of a story mm. where books and movies, they kind of have to like really show it through subtleties. Musicals, you just sing, sing. the song. Like yeah. it's so simple of play one song in the beginning, make slight change at the end to go, oh, look at that. That was the message. It's so easy and it gets, a, it comes across so well. That is awesome. I'm, I'm and, and to be this mm-hmm. is almost like, telling story on easy mode of beat people over the head. But it's imagine, okay. Imagine if you just held a sign up in the movie of like, this is message of movie. That's what a musical does. A big old flag of, this is the message. Pay attention. Huh. Is it, I guess that's why kids' movies also work really well with music and musicals. Sure. Think about all the kids' shows we watched. Or, of course, you have pick... Red's angry at you. Yeah. Red or animal just fell off the tree. But think of all the kids stuff we watch. It's always in musical music form. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's easier to get across the message of you look at the music by the end and it has a, a message right there. It's, yeah. it's singing you. This is what we learned the whole time. <laughs> I'm, oh, that's also disappointing. Hmm. This video will get demonetized because I sang earlier in the video. And I it, sang, it'll, it, you sang so well that it's going to pick up on it. Yeah, forget the yeah. actual clips we're playing. But <laughs> I think mine was too close to what the actual actors and actresses sing. Yeah. So we're not going to make money off this one. And that makes sense to me. But you know how we would make money, Rich? If you go ahead, click down below to the Patreon link and support us. How twisted are these these subtle, like, I don't know, these transitions getting into the Patreon? Oh, uh, it's just one of us forgets and then eventually the other reminds us. It's, it comes in midway through the video sometimes. We realize, like, we actually do have to self, you know, selfless, selfless promotion all there. Selfless? Yeah, selfless. It's for the fans. <laughs> so, it's for their benefit. You're trying to say self promo but it's selfless. It's you no, give I, us money. And See, I, I've learned whenever you make a mistake, you don't acknowledge. You double push, down. You double down. That's double how down. you work. That's how it all happens. As silly as that is, mm-hmm. the three points you've made so far are actually good points. There's, yeah. there's actual... <laughs> I, I hope some people are getting value here. Of the, the adaptation into music form does three things, you guys say. And to go over those three things first 
it makes it so that you can have internal dialogue on screen. Yeah. The second one you had? Was basically the energy. You can do a dramatic change in energy where a movie, it's harder to do. Right. Like, of course you can in movies, but for thing for scenes that generally don't have a lot of action and a lot of tension, it's hard to do the quiet, subtle, high-energy scenes. Yeah. Musicals, boom, put a music. Like, there's a, oh, God, musical about basically the, this interaction between woman and man, and yeah. she gets, uh, he gifts her a pineapple. What? It's what? her first, like, gift from him. Okay. And they do a whole song about it. Yeah. The thing is, getting a pineapple is not very exciting. It's a pineapple. But to her, it means a lot because it's the Aww. first gift she has received, and it this shows this level of affection and like, the start of this romantic journey. And so to her, it's very exciting, and so the musical should represent that with a big bombastic song. Ah. A movie would kind of just show like her being excited with her face. That's not enough. Right. Because you could have a two-second scene of just, thank you for this pineapple. And it seems weird where Norm, that's inside of her. Yeah. She's not going to like express it outwardly. It's the quiet, like, what, what she's thinking. She's not going to yeah. like show that in a movie. Whereas in the book, you'd, there could be paragraphs upon paragraphs of, no one's ever done this for me before. Yeah. No one's like, I can't believe this is why it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it emphasizes those points. And the third point you made is that it's really easy to tell the message, to show the message. Yeah. To sing the message, <laughs> however you want to put it, right? Yeah. Now, even further on, I want to give like an example that I can't like just read out the text because it's a long, long scene. Oh, boy. But I will describe it for Pete. This is not really a spoiler, but it takes place in Dune. If you don't want to know anything about anything in Dune, skip, skip forward ahead. But in the near the beginning of Dune, the book, yeah. there is a dinner scene. With Paul Atreides, his family, and other different noble people all at this big, long dinner scene. Yeah. And the whole thing is this political uh, tit-for-tat. There's this whole battle going on. And the book shows you the thoughts in each of the dinner guests' head. Oh. Not just your main POV, which is trouble enough, (laughs) but everyone at the dinner table, you hear their inner thoughts and what they're saying out loud. And what they're saying out loud doesn't always... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers match what they're thinking inside so this this jumble head it's so confusing to wait me. a second dune would be a perfect musical is that what you're saying yes that would be a perfect Can musical you, no, scene at no, a dinner table exactly no they imagine start the singing whole se- their internal dialogue every yeah. every time that they're actually saying something it's spoken every time they're thinking something it's sung 
and that would be able to actually get across so you well. You actually have a point in this video. That's genius. Now, does it ruin the tone? Maybe. It maybe ruins the tone. I don't know. <laughs> Dennis, director of Dune, get on it. Dune part two, breaking the dance. But thing is, in the movie, they just cut the whole scene. Yeah. Because uh... you can't do that scene. It's impossible on film. That, that's, there's no way you can do that. And, and if you do... There's no way it has any meaning because then it's All just right. a stupid dinner scene. <laughs> and like the small talk means nothing. It's just you looking at Timothy some more. Which exactly. pisses me off. <laughs> just... So instead, you should make that scene a musical. Okay. That, so that's one of those examples of it can only work in a book or in a musical. I don't think you, or you have Morgan Freeman doing it, but it, it doesn't work. It's so strange because I love Tom Holland. Yeah, and he's like basically the same as Timothy. It's like that young boy. I'm just your Timothy. <laughs> you make a really good point. So that Dune scene, and I'm sure Dune has a lot of that in the book, where it's internal dialogue, and mm-hmm. that was one of the tougher parts of adapting it to the screen. Is how do you adapt a book like that? How do you adapt Mo- sci-fi? Books? Most of the fun of the book is through internal dialogue. I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest pr- challenge that the movie has. To give an example of a fantasy book that was turned into a film. Mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Works perfectly. I mean, to be fair, I think the entire book is supposed to be like in her head and her thoughts, so it is yeah. whimsical in that sense. Yeah. But yes, that Works is very well. exactly it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now, it just goes to show why the Lord of the Rings, um, the Lord of the Rings series did have some songs, like yeah. were the Hobbits, but they were actual songs from, from the book and maybe yeah. could have doubled down on that. Well, thing is, you actually use those moments but he uses it in the tolkien uses that moment in the books and the movies to have more internal dialogue so in the hobbit you have the uh, misty mountain song of the misty mountains is basically a song about adventure treasure seeking all this stuff and at that same time that is what bilbo's thinking bilbo is tempted by Mm -hmm. treasure singing so while they're singing the song that's basically what Bilbo is also thinking yeah. of thinking of the treasure and think and comparing his life of leisure and uh, safety. He's like, no, no to, adventures for me. But then, then he start, you that start took singing the song. Side, that took side starts to come out, but that's in his head. Yeah. And that's, it's almost like a pseudo musical moment. Yeah. Of that song is what he's thinking. The Hobbit's an adaptation of a musical that didn't exist. There we go. Oh, you are coming up with a lot of genius <laughs> sayings today. But a lot of things where I want to show a scene where there's a lot of heightened emotion where there normally wouldn't be. Okay. And it's typically a scene that I don't think in a movie it would be very simple and short. Yeah. And movie it just pulls out the heartstrings. And okay. so this is from Carousel. Carousel. And song basically of two people that really shouldn't be together. And they're from now it's most most romances is where, you know, got uh you know, from two different parts of town, they shouldn't belong together. Right. And them trying to imagine what their life would be like. How do you know what you'd do if you love me? How you feel or anything. I don't know how I'd know, but I know how it'd be if I loved you. But you, you don't. No, I don't. 
and right into our internal but dialogue. Somehow I can see just exactly how it be. Great voice. If I loved you time and again I would try to say all I'd want you to know. By the way, this is my favorite musical. Carousel. By and forth. I've yet to see it. Also, nice thing with musical is typically the big song can basically describe the entire the entire musical for you. Like this is basically what the entire story is about in one song, and then you get to see. Fascinating. Yeah, but again, beating you over the head with the message. I am so soothed right now. This is just a. Hypnotizing voice. That's so soothing. I don't believe it's actually her, but oh, okay. But the singer. Whoever's yes. singing that. We should totally change our channel to just a reaction channel. Oh, we should. <laughs> just <laughs> reacting to random things. Re- in the reacting internet. to musicals would yeah. be great. Oh, that's great. Well, so anyway, back to in, back to in terms. Of, so this is another perfect example of that, mm. and you know typical movie without the music all that would have been just a glance which says no i don't love you and then looks and then kind of sheep like it all have to be done with the face and it can it can be dramatic you can kind of get it across but don't you want the big musical number of her thoughts i feel like how she knows she would and how her story would be with him and how tragic it would be but how it's worth it in the end you get that whole scene. Yeah. Instead of a movie, you just get a glance. Right. No. Yeah. Just know all those feelings I would never feel for you. Oh, I'm hoping so. Yeah. That would make no. Not even. Awkward. Not even like not romantic slash. Not even platonically. Oh, just heightened emotions yeah. of some type. Yes. You're just no, generally apathetic. Yes. Okay. Just is it mutual? No hate. No. Yeah. It's not mutual because I sometimes get in. Tense hate. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I should have thought of that. <laughs> nice. Okay, so Carousel, and this is your favorite musical. Why, must I ask? Well, I was actually in a production of it for local community theater. Neat. And so ultimately the reason why it's my favorite is my memories from that. Nostalgia. Yeah. Nostalgia, but I also love the music. The music is my that was great. It's my favorite music from a musical. Like, if you want to ask me about like the stories, maybe Whoa. there's a hmm? Blues Brothers. Did you just curse your favorite movie, Blues Brothers? Name? I'm clipping that. That's not original music. Those are all mm. it's songs from other things. Okay, put together in there. I'll, I'll it's let not yourself, original music. I'll let yourself with the out. All right. <laughs> 
but that is a great example. Blues Brothers is the perfect movie. Oh, here we go. And that's because it's a musical. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're saying, so Carousel, you love it so much because you did a play as it when you were a kid. You love the music. Yeah. Overall, the, I think it's the best music that has come from a musical. Maybe the next best argument is South Pacific. I think those two are kind of tied for top-tier music from a musical. Got it. And so that's my personal opinion on it, but I love the songs. If if I'm ever given like a, a oh, you got to sing some dramatic song for some inner, you know, some audition. Yeah. This is the song I pick. Cause if it's I the loved one, you. Yeah, this is the song I know. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I got it down. Like it's nice. in the memory. Don't need to practice. <laughs> I'm good. But I want to ask you a question. Whoa. Yeah. What book, what fantasy book do you think would best be adapted? Like the best medium it could be? It's a musical. Oh, that's a question. That's a, that's a hard Which question. fantasy book? Fantasy book, specifically. Would be great as a musical. Yeah. As I stall to repeat the question. <laughs> I think a funny answer. Oh, Small Gods. Yes. A hundred percent, That yes. would be a fantastic musical. It would be a fantastic musical. Holy crap. Can you imagine... Like, I'm thinking of the City Philosophers. That whole craziness yes. and madness would be a wonderfully exciting musical number. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Think, think of the musical numbers with Vorbis and Ohm and Brother mm-hmm. walking around. Oh, then, it, there could be whole dial, whole scenes where the people, are, like Brother and uh, Vorbis, are talking. And you have Ohm, kind of the turtle just sitting on there, and Ohm's the only one singing. Because <laughs> Brother only can hear him. And so yep. you have scenes of where brother talks to Vorbis and then sings to Ohm. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Because it's kind of all internal and head. It, yeah. That could be cool. I'm, maybe a lot of Terry Pratchett's novels would work that way because of the absurdism. And the whimsy. Yeah. What's a serious movie that you think could actually like benefit from that musical treatment? A serious one. A serious book. Like, push it to the edge. A serious fantasy novel that yeah. would work with, as I stall war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good question. Um... Mm. I'm going to toss out. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm. <sighs> Emperor's Soul is a serious novel that might ag- work as a musical. I think I would agree with you on that. Because a lot of that is, think of a lot of the book is, the, what's the main character's name again? I'm so sorry. Um, Shoot. This is what you love this book. I like the book a lot too. Yeah, is it S H A I, right? S H A I. I'm probably the, mispronouncing it. I, My I'm, apologies. That, that came to mind just because she is inside a room most of the time, mm-hmm. and most of the book is just her solving things and thinking things through in her head on yeah. how to solve things. So a musical could outwardly, she could outwardly sing mm-hmm. as she's coming up with uh, coming up with solutions or thinking of a plan out and going forward. So that's a great answer. It's a better wow. answer than I could give. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment. I'm gonna <laughs> get the stuffed animal back. Let's put him on happy mode. Where's Red? Where's little Red down there? Yeah. Oh, come here, Red. There we go. <laughs> ah, look at you go. Okay. Now, well, what about you? The question for you is: What serious one would work? I gotta say, I didn't think about my own question far enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say Kings of the Wild. Kings of the Wild, uh-huh. is, if for people who don't know, is a Dungeons and Dragons inspired fantasy novel about getting the band back together. It's basically if Blues Brothers and Dungeons and Dragons was combined. It's fun. It's it has a, it has some serious moments, but it is has so many good scenes for 
comedy and music. Neat. And he, seeing what's inside these old fuddy duddies heads. Awesome. So that'd be great. That's fun. Now, what would be the worst? The worst. What book would be absolutely ruined <laughs> if it was a musical? <laughs> Stormlight Archive. You think so? Yeah. Just you can't think of a, a great musical scene no, with Paladin wanting Syl. to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> I could see something. No spoilers, really, but like with Syl and Kellen, I I guess I could see something there. But it's just I, my personal selfishness of wanting to see a serious adaptation of Stormlight. If it's a musical, I'd be pissed. Can't you think like a really dramatic song as he's Calden is standing over the edge and giving a nice soliloquy <laughs> on his Instead life. Of, no, not, if I loved you, if I, I loved, loved myself, myself. <laughs> I, if I did, I wouldn't jump off the edge. <laughs> actually, I'm being convinced now. <laughs> but no, there's actually quite a few. Like You already have things like um, Harry Potter. You have... Uh, Lion King. I mean, Lion King's a great example of like it's a fantastic musical. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, and, I mean, ten out of ten movie. Yeah, I mean, no, ten out of ten music and cinema. All, the movie all already was a musical, but like yeah. stage production is fantastic as yeah. well. But also, well, hold on, you got to answer that now too. Oh, was the worst? I'm le- I I do have an answer. And oh, it's more of a joke answer, and I have a clip to show you. This this is the last clip. Oh here. no. From the west she appeared, sun, light, and stars in her head. <laughs> what? Her the Lord of the Rings musical. Ooh, kind of slaps, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, it's mostly the imagery. Yeah. The imagery is weird. The imagery is weird, but just listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are you doing on two ropes like that? What are you doing on a swing set? <laughs> Music's great, but don't Disney-fy Lord of the Rings, please. <laughs> Don't you want to see the entire Lord of the Rings musical production? Oh, of course. <laughs> I do really want to see they have the Lord of the Rings symphony or the symphony goes around mm-hmm. and plays with the movie in the background. Yeah. That is a bucket list item to do. Oh, what is this? Can't you tell? Galadriel? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> yeah. Is it Galadriel? Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. I'll leave it there. Okay. I th- Imagery-wise. Imagery, the only thing that so would have made funny. that worse is just in the little corner you see Timothy like peeking his head out, and then that would have made it awful. <laughs> but this is acceptable, I guess. Now, I think that's about it. Any, any other thoughts you're thinking? Like, I know ultimately this is a more just silly, silly thought that I wanted to express. But any nugget of truth. I think there's nugget of truth, a lot of that in there. The best argument, the best idea you have here is that dinner scene from Dune. That convinced me that you have a point. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a, can we end this with something that means a lot to me? Sure. 
I love La La Land. Oh yeah, we're already getting demonetized. Oh yeah, why not? Want to play like City of City of Stars? I I, I I love Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I had it pulled up, and I just thought it was too many clips, but I already have it pulled <laughs> look, up. Look, let's just let's just sing. Let's just let them <laughs> sing City. Oh yeah, a lovely night scene. Suggestion. Here we go. Real. Um, what a lovely scene. Nice look at the cinematography. Weirdo. I mean, look at Ryan Gosling. Okay. What a man. The color as well of the yellow on Emma Stone. He just he just has Kenergy. Not much to look at. You're Knuff. You are Knuff. Here we go. Here we go. The sun is nearly gone. The lights are turning on. A silver shine that stretches to the sea. <laughs> this is a fantasy book channel, right? <laughs> yeah, this is a fantasy book channel. <laughs> this is this is ideal. All right, you know, the, we're just gonna watch uh, La La Land now, and we'll we'll see you guys later. See you next week. See you next week, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, Ryan, what a guy! What a guy! But there's only you and I. We've got no shot This could never be You're not the type for me Screw you, Timothy! Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.